Petra Potas is an incredibly inspiring person. She came over from Holland 13 years ago, leaving behind a career as a teacher to attend a boat building course in Lowestoft on the Suffolk coast. She's gone on to be the lead shipwright on several projects. She sails to work along the East Anglian coast in her beautiful old Dutch barge, the Cornelia Anna. And I went to speak to her in Walton on the Nays, where for the last three years, she's worked with Bedwell's Boatyard, a unique old boatyard run by Stephen Richard Wyatt. Hi Petra. barge because I was early 20s, mid 20s and my mum and dad came back from the Caribbean after 10 years working there. I didn't have a steady job at the time and I couldn't buy anything. I didn't want to rent anything so I ended up buying a barge. As you do. As you do. Well, and, and everybody said, oh, once you get a steady job, you'll, you'll get a house or whatever you do. And I never grew out of it, so... From Holland, or the Netherlands it should be, because Holland is only the coastal provinces of the Netherlands. Yes, born there 53 years ago. Oh, you look so much younger. I know, everybody says that. that. I don't know why. Oh, how <laughs> no, no, I only came over here when I was 40. Right. I um, broke my neck when I was 38 in a quad accident. And it literally felt like, okay, this is a second chance. I need to do something with my life. I had been teaching for 18 years at the time. And I thought, no, let's do something else. My boat was built in 1903, so she's an old girl. She's called Cornelia Anna. I actually bought her without a name, so she's named after my mum. And it's a nice old-fashioned name, so, and my mum was chuffed a bit that I called her after her. She's 51 feet long, and she was empty when I bought her, so all the cupboards and the wood burner and everything in here I made myself, because being a shipwright as a profession, it's a bit of a busman's holiday, to be honest, because you get home from work and there's more work to be done. Which <laughs> yeah, is great, not, but yeah. <laughs> And you're aware of everything that might be going wrong. That's the good thing about buying her um, when I bought her empty, because if you buy something that's already done, A, you've got more work because you have to break the old stuff out. And now she was empty, so I could see every nook and cranny. Because the guy I bought her from was a um, steel boat builder. So he actually cut the bottom out and put a new bottom in her. And it's about half an inch more than half an inch thick so even if I never did anything on her she'd last another hundred years it's like foundations really isn't basically it? yes oh amazing and how does she sail she's lovely describe to me it's it's I think that's one of the lovely things about living on a boat because you've got everything here I've got a little fridge freezer 
and in summer I can offer people um, a lollipop when I when we go out and it's it's amazing because it's kind of such a treat and sailing your house is just a different a different experience it's amazing because she hardly heals if you get a gust she kind of she kind of goes oh let's heal a bit more and it's so gentle <laughs> she's she's definitely a lady compared to whatever else boat I've ever had she's so gentle and it was funny because a friend of mine was steering her when we were sailing and he said oh she's fighting me I said just let her go and he let go of the tiller and she just kept going I said she knows what she wants to do she's over 100 years old and I think that's my passion for boats they all have a a character and they're all different and sometimes you have to swear at them this one is so long and she's shallow so when the wind catches her I literally have to go okay girl what do you want to do and she blows one way or the other way and I kind of help her and push her in the right direction but she's definitely the boss which again you, you get a relationship with a boat so by the time I left Holland I was 40 which suits him perfectly with your midlife crisis <laughs> and everybody at school because at the school I left I was then um, I'd been there for 11 years and everybody said oh you'll do the course I went to lower stuff boat building college did that for a year and they said you'll be back because then you've got that out of your system and you'll be back but I I never did basically because it's the traditional boat building so I don't call myself a boat builder I think that's kind of mm -hmm. I'm not a boat builder I'm a shipwright the difference being that as a shipwright you keep the boats afloat I'm not interested in interior finishing and um, I'll do it but very reluctantly I don't I don't care I'm more interested in actually maintaining the boats you're and natural Petra I don't know how you uh, know what to do. I mean, a, a year's boat building course at Lerstoft isn't enough to have given you. Well, the, skill the you thing have. I left out, uh, I actually, after I had my barge for three years in my er early 20s, I built a 36 foot steel sailing boat, which, because as an English teacher, I thought, how cool would it be to build my own boat and sail that to Britain? So I actually had done my qualifications, <laughs> building a boat and then learning how to do it. It's surreal because you take your house with you. So when you're inside the boat, it doesn't matter where you are. It's only when you open your hatch and step out that you go, oh, I'm in Britain now. And that's that's kind of amazing. And it gives you freedom and you're, it's not a big step then to go somewhere else. And you've got your companion. Exactly. I'm I'm not sociable enough to be around loads of people. When I'm at home, I just want to be. That's one of the reasons I'm sitting outside on the mud here, just to be away from people. I just kind of. You found a sort of like a meditative existence. Really, it's an existence that really suits you, and it might suit an awful lot of other people if they were, had the chance. And I wondered if you could describe it. I've always been that I want quietness and maybe loneliness in life because if you want excitement you can go and look for it so just being on your own and just sitting and and do what you want to do basically I'm not money motivated at all and I always said to the kids take a pile of money go and sit on it and see how happy you are I think my time is is you can't pay me enough for my time which sounds a bit snobbish but it's my time and I 
yeah, just relaxing and doing whatever or fiddling or have a lie-in is a luxury, especially with a dog because he will kind of try and get me out of bed. But even that, just walking on the beach, looking at nature and thinking and just... I think so many people are in the rat race and have such a routine of what they're doing. I love being able to just off the cuff do something and not go, oh, I've got an appointment that day and I need to go to the hairdressers and I need to do this, that and the other. That just panics me. I just because there might be a better opportunity or there might be a lovely day or a sunrise or a sunset you want to sit there and watch for an hour whereas if you're busy and it's funny because even a friend here her name is Sarah and she does photography and she always asks me oh what are good things to take photographs of because I see things and she said I would have just walked past that I said yeah but look it just give me an example of that. like a puddle frozen over in winter you get the air bubbles underneath the ice and if you zoom in it's quite artistic and whereas normally you just don't see it i've now uh, there's um a nest just on the road here and it's so well camouflaged i don't think every anybody knows it's there and it's stuff like that when you if you're busy you, don't, you won't even notice you just drive past or walk past and that's it and i think that's the the nice thing and and just the noises the wind the tides it's it's just amazing you're so in touch with nature yeah. and you're happy with your own company I'm all right most of the time I found this last year very hard but again it's more the that's what I like about living on a boat it gives you a sense of freedom and it's not like I'm out every weekend on it but just the idea that if you want to you can and I think that was with the restrictions, the fact that somebody else tells you you can't just makes me go kind of <laughs> angry. This is such a beautiful spot. I mean, you go up to Hanford Water. I, last summer, I had a couple of nights there. And where do you need to go if it's a nice day? You don't have to go far. And it's just being at anchor and watching the seals bob by and watching the birds. And it's beautiful because she's so shallow she draws her foot my barge as soon as she floats I can take her out and then sneak around the islands and come back on the same tide so then you're out for about two two and a half hours and it feels like you had a mini holiday and that was the good thing last year on lockdown we had to stay home and technically I was staying home because I was taking my <laughs> house around the island so I thought no that's fair play can do that and that's that's lovely and then you kind of yeah it's amazing so she's really like a 51 foot dinghy <laughs> basically yes yeah you really can sneak into those places yes that's amazing so can you just describe what you're working on typically in the boatyard usually during winter it will be rely she's an old fishing boat what i've done this year was there were about three or four frames midships that had rotted away so that was laminating new oak frames in there which is it's kind of a cheek because in the olden days they would have been grown crooks so they get the bend grown every boatyard would have their own forest basically and the shipwright would tend to the trees so put a brick on one tree to get the right bend and it would grow the way they needed them yeah. so everything that's thrown away nowadays or oh, firewood because it's an, an awkward angle that would be gold dust for any shipwright 
because you basically want to, the, the grain of the wood to follow the frame. So if you've got a rounded hull, you want a rounded branch to take your frame out of. Yeah, there's so much skill and history. and. But the, what's really fascinating to me is that you, you haven't had an apprenticeship as a shipwright. You've taught yourself. Basically, uh, yes. But um, with anything, because my mum always says, you're such a wonder, and I kind of go, no, I'm not. I'm just interested in how things work. And I think my dad was very good at... I've always hung around him, and he would tinker with cars, and I'd go, what are we doing this, Dad, and what are we looking at? And he was... And I love that here on the yard, um, being taken seriously, because, again, men are so, oh, they're there. Whereas if Richard is putting an engine in a boat, he'll kind of go, okay, Petra, have a look and think with me. How are we doing this? And and it's not just a pat on the head. Oh, go on. He always makes me laugh when he said, can you just stand there and look pretty? He said, well, one out of two is all right. I said, yeah, I can stand here. <laughs> it's not a problem. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I really like that when you're being taken seriously. So tell me, are there any drawbacks of the life that you've chosen to lead? I don't know how much it's social, sociably um, accepted, as in they look at you, oh, are you a gypsy or a whatever, down and out. People kind of go, oh, it's a bit like living in a caravan. Oh, bless you, can't you? afford anything else and like I said even even my mum and dad when I bought my first barge because I didn't have a steady job and a steady income they said oh you'll grow out of it I think they're still waiting for it <laughs> 27 years on a Dutch barge though. Yes, and they're basically all one of a kind because it all depended on what kind of skipper you were, where, what you were delivering, what canals you were sailing and so the, they look alike at a first glance but they're all different and, oh, wow. so and she's actually, I'm, I'm convinced this one was built by two different boat builders or two different shipwrights because the rudder, where the rudder is, which should be the centre of the back of the boat is actually four inches out port to starboard okay and you can't think of any reason it, it's absolutely no no absolutely no. okay what might she have carried do you think down i think in the in the olden days um it was um horse manure out of the cities and potatoes into the cities okay and you can't smell smell anything <laughs> it's not well it she was built in 1903 <laughs> so it's it like an old fishing boat you don't really smell fish on an old fishing no, boat she smells lovely and she's had quite i mean the superstructure so the cabin that's on there now she wouldn't have had she would have just had wooden boards to cover her hold basically yeah and would they have lived in the sort of cockpit area yes that right. would have been a little cabin because if you look at her bottom there's two little windows there as well so they had a tiny little living space because everything they took away from the hold meant less money to be made. And they basically just used it for sleeping because the rest of the time they'd be on their way. So, Do you ever think of that? You've chosen your own way of life in a way that's much, much more kind of everything is integral to boats. Yes. And mud. Yes. <laughs> well, which is kind of nice, but also... If you try and find a relationship, people go, oh, you're mental. And I kind of go, no, I'm not mental. But even my mum thinks that I'd never give this up. But I, it's not, 
I've been doing this now for 27 years and it suits me, but it, I, I always say never say never. So I'd be up for doing something else, but for now it suits me and it's what I've got. So, and I do enjoy it. I mean, it's, it might be easy for me to say, oh, I can give it up. But until I try it, I might go, no. So, so you might end up sailing back to Holland and, you know. I can't see that happen, to be honest. I really like it over here. It's just a different, a different way of life. It's very overcrowded in Holland and it's just a different mentality. This particular place, this boatyard and the, and the yacht basin is, it's like a time bubble. It's amazing. It's amazing. And the guys I work for are lovely. They're just so chilled and relaxed. That yard's been there for ever or a very long time anyway. And, um, yeah, it is a unique place. It must be the most blissful place to sit. It's amazing, especially when the wading birds come in. And which season do you prefer? I love summers. Yeah, where you get those sunsets and sunrises. And just the long days. I find winters are hard. I think everybody has that, to be honest. Yeah. Even though it's really nice and cosy on here, you kind of go, mm. She's really lovely. So you made that as well, did you? Everything, yes. How would you bend that? Um, well, you can steam or just, in this case, it's just cut out of a bit of wood. Right, okay. Which kind of takes away the magic. <laughs> you just cut a corner. Yeah. So you didn't grow that in a forest somewhere? No, 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 I don't.